And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. When I was preparing this particular message from the Lord, I had the sense that the Lord was giving me this message as a shout out to his remnant few. Let me say that again. His remnant, his faithful few, I believe this message is a shout out to them because they understand the signs of the time you're living in. Amen. I said, now many of you are listening, you can eavesdrop, but I'm here speaking to the remnant. There is a remnant who has sold out to God. And God is here reaching out to you and he's saying it's time to step up. We live in a time. Uh, <laughs> are you getting me brothers and sisters? We live in a time when the devil seems to be throwing everything at us. The world is in dismay. And if you just look around, the discouragement will infect you. And so God sent me to tell the remnant, his faithful few, step up and keep up the good work. Everybody in the house, we are remnant. Glory be to Jesus. You say, Pastor, what's a remnant? We have an example, I think it's in Numbers 13, 30. We had a remnant few. We had a Caleb and Joseph. Sorry, and Joshua. You know, that's not in my notes. <laughs> we had a remnant few. Amen. They had gone to spy the land. Glory be to Jesus. Did I say they had gone to spy the land? They had gone to spy the land. Twelve of them came back. The majority, ten of them said we cannot. And the remnant is quiet. You'll know who's the remnant because they talk less and they're very much in action. Yeah, when you are remnant, you are action-oriented, not talking a lot. That's right. When they do talk, it's a talk of faith, it's a talk of action. So the remnant Caleb stepped up and he stealed the people. That's right. <laughs> In case you're wondering, am I a remnant? I'm going to show you what remnants do. Because this message are for those who are God's remnant in these last days. God is looking for few people, amen, to stay the course. That's right. There is a lot going out there. I'm not sure about you, but I speak to people every day just to take the temperature of what's happening in this area. And people are discouraged and disappointed. And it's like they expect God to just move in and solve all their problems when they give, when they don't, all year they never gave a rip about God. But all of a sudden, they need God now. And for some reason, God does have to come and take it away. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I'm feeling remnant few. God is telling us to step up. Don't look around and be discouraged. Don't look around and around and become cynical. Are you with me? Stay the course. So the remnants came, they stepped up. You see the remnants, they always sit back. They stay back before they speak. They, they're, they're spying and seeing what's happening. 
So the Bible says Caleb steal all the people. And he said, what are you talking about? He said, what are you talking about? He said, we are well able. Let's go up and take the land when? Now. now. No, that's a remnant. Oh, you got it right there. Numbers 1330. Sorry, Numbers 1330. 1330. If you're wondering, what's a remnant? Look how remnants behave. And Caleb what? Steal the people before Moses. Everybody's talking, just talking and talking and talking and just opinion after opinion. Not the word. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Just one opinion after the other. But the remnant, they're looking. And the Bible says when the remnant had enough of it. You see, remnant people are nice people. <laughs> they are polite. They let you talk. Because most times, most times we'll talk, it's not the word. Amen. Did I say remnants are sold out? These are people who are sold out. Remnants don't look at the weather to decide whether or not to come to church. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Remnants look at the weather on Saturday night, and if it's rainy, if it's if the forecast is rain, they talk to the rain oh, and say, "You'll rain after church." Come on, well, some of you not here. Oh, yeah. uh, that's what some of us did last night. We saw it had to rain seventy percent from eight o'clock this afternoon to six tonight, and we said, "Not today, not on our watch." Because we are going to have church. That's right. Did I say church? Church. So I, I went back there. I heard the, I heard the old sisters in my ears. That's what they do. Remnants know they have authority and dominion. And so they don't look at the weather where it's going to rain. I cannot go tonight. No, no, no. no remnants pass that. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. Oh, they are not interested in excuses. They are interested in results. That's not my notes. I haven't, I haven't got to my notes as yet. But I will get there. You bear with me. The Bible says the remnant stepped up and he stealed the people before Moses. And look what he said. Let us go up when? Now, why and possess it? For we are well able to overcome it. And he's talking about giants in the land, the sons of Enoch, people who are nine and ten feet tall. Are you with me? They just saw them, but he knows as we sang, who, who, who can be against me? Because God is for me. Tell me who, who, who can be against me? Because I got the lion of Judah. He <laughs> because a remnant know that his or her praise is a weapon. It is a revelation. Ah, glory. Uh, God is reaching out to remnants. You know, if you, I'm talking to you, if you're listening today, if you're online, God is tugging at your heart, your remnant. Many of you are in here, remnants. You know what I'm talking about. Brothers and sisters, I didn't come here to embarrass anybody. I didn't come here to tell you whether or not you're remnant. I'm just sharing a message from the Lord. And it's up to you to go home and evaluate and say, am I a remnant? Am I stepping out in this time of fear? 
fear is pervading our community. Am I a remnant or have I or did I get swept in the way with the crowd? Because God is looking for remnant. Mm? God is looking for what? Remnants. 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 He's looking for those who are remnant. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Exhibit number two. <laughs> if there was ever time. So we're, so we're done with numbers 1330. That was done in my notes, but we got it. Amen. Go home to them. See, am, am, am I like Caleb? Am I speaking the word of God? Or am I speaking the problem? Because brothers and sisters, if there has ever been a time for us to not stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, it's now. Let me say that again. If there has ever been a time for us to not stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, it's now. But we ought to remain strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now is the time to remain strong in faith, giving what? Now is not a time to be quiet. Are you with me? Don't let the news media forecast 320 deaths by Christmas and you walk away being quiet. Let me see. You see, that's part of the doom and gloom that's going on. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? That's part of the doom and gloom that's going on. The forecasting. I have no problems with forecasting, but that's not the word of God. Are you with me, saints? So when the forecast comes on, you speak against it. Or not remain quiet. Amen. That's what Abraham did. The Bible says when Abraham looked around and saw the exact opposite of what God promised him, he did not become cynical. Amen. He did not descend into cynicism. He was not, he, he didn't become a skeptic. Skepticism did not set in. Distrust did not set in. When he looked around and he said, I thought God said he promised such and such and such and nothing seems to be coming on the horizon. The Bible said he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but he what? Was strong in faith, giving what? Glory to God. That's what God wants the remnants to do in this time. Romans chapter 4 verse 21, I think if you can go there quickly. Romans chapter 4 verse 20, it says, He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Verse 20, 20, amen. But was strong in faith, giving what? Glory, glory to God. So how do you get, how do you remain strong in faith? Oh, glory be to Jesus. Yes, that's how you remain strong in faith. You don't remain strong in faith by keeping your mouth closed. <laughs> you remain strong in faith by doing what? Giving glory. glory to God. Can somebody say strong in faith? Strong. Giving glory to God. Glory. Amen. When we give glory to God, we make God larger than our problems. God is looking for some remnant who will stand up and make him larger than the problems that's been pelted at us. Are you with me? Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Since I say I'm going to... No, no, no. Now hear what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. You remain strong in faith as you give glory to God. Amen. As you give glory to God, you make God large. 
Are you with me? So you make that bigger than your problems. Amen? And, 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 and David said in Psalms 34 verse 3, he said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let's what? Exalt his name together. He said, magnify the Lord with me. In these times, that's what we have to do. We are to magnify. The word magnify means to, it means to make large. Amen. It means to make large. It means to, to amp up. Is that a word? Amp up. It means to boost. In these days, that's what God is asking us to do. Magnify his name. Make him large regardless of what you hear and see around you. God is reaching out to the remnant. You're a remnant here. You know exactly what to do. Amen. You don't stay quiet. You listen and then you speak God's word. Oh, glory be to Jesus. So he said, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord. How many of you know what a magnifying glass is like? Yes, that's what you do. Yes, yes. You use your mind to focus on the goodness of God. So you can make God large and let your problems fade in the background. Are you with me, saints? That's what you do. Let your problems fade in. Use your mind to focus on the goodness of God. Because what you focus on expands. Mm. If you focus on God's word, it's going to expand. And your problems are going to get real small. And then disappear. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Oh, hallelujah. You say, Pastor, how do I magnify the Lord? How do I make God large? Join me with David. Can you go to First Chronicles chapter 29? First Chronicles 29, verse 11 to 13. How do I make God large as a remnant? How do I make my problem so small in the background? David said in First Chronicles 29, he said, verse 11, he said, Thine, O Lord, yours, O Lord, is what? The greatness. You know what I did? I look at the meaning of greatness. I went to dictionary.com. And I looked at the meaning of greatness. I looked at the meaning of power. I looked at the meaning of glory. I looked at the meaning of victory. I looked at the meaning of majesty. And began to meditate on it. And then when I got the revelation, I took off running. Yes. Yes, that's how you make it large. David said, oh Lord, thine, yours, oh Lord, is the greatness belongs to God. And power, what is the in front of every one of these? The definite article, which means God possesses that. He owns that. God owns power. The power people have, it was given to God. It was given to them by God. So the, how, I'm saying how you make him large. That's how you make him large. You say yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the victory for all that is in heaven and in the earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the every kingdom, every government belongs to God. Every monarch belongs to God. Every president belongs to God. God, I give you praise. All of it belongs to God. Oh Lord, thou art exalted as head above all. Every supervisor belongs to God. Uh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 21, 1, the king's heart. Those who are in authority is in the hands of the Lord, like the rivers of water. 
and he turns it however he so desires to. All of it belongs to God. The person you're trying to get favor with belongs to God. Amen? Well, <laughs> the person you're trying to get favor with belongs to God. They are in God's hand. Amen? Instead of trying to force your way through, talk to God about them. Tell God that person is a nice person. Don't pray against them. <laughs> pray for them and tell God how nice they are. And because they are nice, he's going to open their hearts. Ah, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Instead of raining, praying coals and fire upon their heads. How long are you? You've been praying coals and fire for 10 years. Nothing has happened. It's time now to change your strategy. Pray for them and call them nice. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. So it says here, can you go back to our, to our scripture in 1 Chronicles 29, 11 to 13? It says, both riches, you, you, you need to see that right. You need to see this right here. Some of us are trying to get rich. Let me say that again. Materially, but we are rich spiritually, amen? amen. But there's nothing wrong with material richness. Let me say that again. There is nothing wrong with material riches. Amen. Third John 1 says, Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your Okay. The problem is most times we want to prosper without our soul prospering. That's the problem. Amen. So the Bible says here, can you go back to 1 Chronicles chapter 29? Amen. Verse 12, it says, you, you got it? It says, both riches and honor Come from whom? Riches and honor comes from God. And God reigns over all. He continues, in your hand is power. Lord, I give you praise. And might. And in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank and praise your glorious name. Amen. Who makes great? God is the one who makes people great. Yes. Amen. Who gives power and might? God is the one. Brothers and sisters, you want to be great? Let me ask you. How many of you in here, you want to be great? Yeah, yeah. Just be honest. Just how many of you want to be great? You know, God is the one who's going to make you great. Everybody wants to be great. Ah, glory be to Jesus. God is the one who does that. Amen. When he sees fit, are you with me? He's going to touch somebody's heart to help you become great. Let me say that again. God will not appear from heaven in a whirlwind. I'm going to make you great and just lift you up. Yeah, that's what we think. Amen. <laughs> God has a system he works through. Amen. He has a system he what? Works through. There was a time I was so frustrated in my Christian life. But one habit I have is reading through the Bible as much as I can. And you know, I read, I was reading through Genesis 8.22 again. Can you go to Genesis 8.22? Genesis 8.22. It says, until the earth remains, there's going to be what? Seed. Time and harvest. No, you see seed time. Seed time is not one word. You got to break it up into seed, 
Ta, ta. And after that is what? Harvest. What else is there going to be? Cold and heat. What else is going to be? Summer and winter. What else is there going to be? Day and night, it will not stop. God said to me, there is a process you got to go through to be great. Oh, you got to go through some cold and heat. Oh, you got to get some summers and winters. Some people are trying to escape the summers and the winters and the cold and the heat. Mm? They just want to arrive where it ceases. No, 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 no. Are you with me, saints? I'm talking to remnants in the house. Because we are living at a time where it's very turbulent. Very turbulent. And God asked me to share with you to keep that mindset of gratitude. Last week, I think, we, re we recognized Thanksgiving. Well, on a universal scale, on a national scale, amen. And God would, would want you to keep that mindset of gratitude. Do not become cynical when you look around. Do not become a skeptic. Don't slide into skepticism and, and distrust. And say what you hear people say. Speak the word only still. In the midst of this uh, coronavirus where time where people have been tossed to and thrown. Fear, 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 fear everywhere. God wants you like to step up and speak the word. Speak the word. Step up as a, a remnant and do what? Speak the word. It doesn't matter what you see. Speak the word. Amen. God is depending on you and I to do that. So the Bible says here, we were talking about God is the one who makes great. Amen. You want to be great at the right time, God will. Amen. So David said, I'm going to do what? I'm going to make God large. I'm going to magnify God. I'm not going to stagger the promises of God through unbelief. And I'm not going to spiral down into cynicism. But what I'm going to do, he said, I will bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We sang it this morning. Amen. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Amen. That's what David said I'm going to do. And that's what God will have us doing this time. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall what? Continually be in my mouth. Like the leper who came to, we spoke about last week. He came to Jesus Christ thanking God with a loud voice, giving glory to God. That is what God expects us to do during this time. Come to him, not quiet. Because when the forecast is going on, it's not quiet. Are you with me? Whatever that's forecasted out there, it's not quiet. So brothers and sisters, we make God large over it. Amen. We speak the word of God above what we hear. I know that sounds like, uh, I know it sounds like Spanish to some of you, but that's all right. Amen. It's Greek, but that's okay. You see, Christianity is about doing. You see, it's about doing. It's about getting active and busy making what God has already finished manifest. We're in the manifesting business. That's what we're about, making the healing manifest, making the promises manifest. That's what it's about, making the promises of God manifest. And it doesn't happen by osmosis. You got to say something. You got to do something. 
Let's continue. David said, David says right here in Psalm 71 verse 14, he said, but I will hope continually and will yet praise thee. In Psalm 71 14, he said, I will hope what? It doesn't, this is what David is saying. It doesn't matter what I see going around me. Like now, it doesn't matter what you hear going around you. Hope. Continually. And he said, and will yet do what? Praise the Lord. How? Interpretation. I ain't giving up. That's what I mean. Excuse my vernacular. <laughs> Interpretation. I am not giving up. I have made up my mind that I am not giving up. It doesn't matter what I see around me. It doesn't matter what I hear around me. It doesn't matter what I feel. What I feel. Let me, it doesn't matter what I feel in my body. It doesn't matter what I feel in my body. I am not giving up. You know what I'm going to do, David said? I'm going to praise more and more. Something's got to leave and it's not me. Something's got to change. Something's got to go. How many? You know of that song? Something's moving. Something's shaking. Feels like heaven on earth. Yes, something's got to go and it's not me. Amen. But you think that way only if you were a remnant. Brothers and sisters, remnants are people who just, they're sold out. Sold out. There is no excuse when it comes to delivering for God when you're remnant. You and I need to think about that. I'm not saying that you got to be perfect. I'm not saying that you might not be able to deliver every time. But there is a mindset you have to adopt. Are you with me? There is a mindset you have to adopt. And it's these are the people God, God is looking for these people. These are the people he's looking for. Are you with me, saints? Saints, people who are there, come winter, they're here. Come snow, they're there. Come rain, they're there. Come cold, they're there. They're called the dependables. <laughs> they are called whom? The dependables. Pastor, don't have to think whether or not they'll be there. <laughs> Heaven doesn't have to think. Will, 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 will. No. They are there. Sir, yes, sir. Here for duty. Full of snow. Holes in their pants. Sir, yes, sir, Lord Jesus, I'm here for duty. When I enter the church, in the, on, on, when I enter here, you, you, don't want, you don't want to see what I do. When I enter, put down my bags. Sir, yes, sir, I'm here. <laughs> ah, God, I give you praise. I'm here to serve and deliver. God is calling. For remnant, the people who will turn this world right side up. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. It doesn't matter what's happening. Let me just share some more with you. Remnants, amen. Like David said, I'm not giving up. I asked many of you to make a list last week for Thanksgiving. I hope you did. Remnants are people, when they get low, they pull out their Thanksgiving list. 
I got my Thanksgiving list. I've been, it's been a year now I'm trying to move everything to my phone. But I got my Thanksgiving list and I want to read you something that happened in 2008. Something I go to. This right here keeps me grounded. You know sometimes when God bless you, your head gets big. You forget where you come from. Well, <laughs> well, glory be to Jesus. You pull out your list. That's what Paul, that's what Peter said. He said, he said, I will remind you. He said, it's my duty as your big brother to remind you of the goodness of God. Let me read you. I was reading my list again. Sometimes, you know, I read it and the tears come from my eyes. I got to read you that one here. My wife is not in here. Praise the Lord. So, you know, sometimes when she's in there, I cannot be too honest. But <laughs> glory be to God. In 2008, let me share you. Let me share this with you. I ask you to write a list. <laughs> you did not write. Many of you, I, I hope you did. Let me tell you, I will not ask you to do something I'm not doing. Christianity is in the doing business. In 2008, when the real estate market headed south, I experienced a financial low in my life that I've never experienced. My son was three years old. That's in 2000, August 2008. Emmanuel was three years old. Right here? Yeah. Three years old. I can recall one week, we had absolutely no money, no food in the house. It was one week out before my wife got paid. I went to my brother who lived just across the corner to loan $20 to put $5 gas in my van and $15 to buy milk and pampas for EJ. Are you with me? It is right here. And my brother looked at me in disgust. He did not give it to me. On my way home, driving down Tram Road to go home, on my way home, the tears began coming from my eyes. And the devil began whispering to me, you're a loser. You're a failure. You can't even provide for your family. At that same time, I got a call from my wife. She said, baby, I just had a feeling to look at our bank account. And she said, I went and looked at our bank account and I saw a deposit of $2,800. I said, baby, hold on, let me pull over. <laughs> I pulled over and I said, I, am, I said, do me one thing before you start shouting. Check the source because I'm not going to jail. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going, I don't want anybody money by mistake. I don't want any deposit coming to my account talking about praise the Lord. And then after that, oh, thank you. <laughs> Keep your money. So I said, baby, check the source. She said, okay, let me do this. She saw it was a deposit from FSU. She called FSU and they said, oh, we forgot to give you all your money. And we held back some of your scholarship money by mistake. We just found it out. And we deposited it into your account. I began to run around the van. Vehicles were passing by. I fell on my knees. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, I'm asking you. That alone sets me on fire. To praise God. I have multiple here. Some of you are quiet. It's because God has done anything. 
Give me to Jesus. You know, everything, everything is still nipped, tucked, and sopped. Everything is still smooth. Keep on living, Johnny. Your day is coming. And I can tell you multiple, multiple of these I have here. And they cause me to stay grounded. And keep a grateful heart. And thank God. And drives me to serve God 200%. I'm talking to remnants today. People who do things out of the ordinary to keep themselves stirred up. Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift. You got to do something to remain stirred up. Because if you don't remain stirred up, you're going to settle at the bottom. See that again. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you do not stay stirred up, you will settle at the bottom. Because that's what's happening now. Folks are just settling down at the bottom. Well, this is, I spoke with him. Right here, let me show you, brothers and sisters. Let me show you this right here. I spoke with a few saints. Amen. Spoke with a few saints who are totally dejected over what is happening. They've become so cynical. Now, let me tell you, guard your heart against cynicism. Because invariably, cynicism leads to being indifferent. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, I think, called cynicism, indifference, lukewarm. It's the same word. Are you with me? Lukewarm. I think it's Revelation 3, verse 15 and 16. Can you go there quickly? That is where some people are. They are cold and apathetic, just not interested, giving God anything, anyhow, anywhere. Right here, right here. And you got to guard your heart against what's happening now. I spoke with a nurse, a few nurses. I always, I spoke with Kenya. I went to the hospital. I, I asked questions and everybody is so hurt. I see tears. Pain. It's not them, but the pain. is far-reaching. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot, lukewarm. And that's what we got to guard against in this particular time. A hot. I would that you were cold or hot. God said, if you're cold, you can quench your thirst. If you're hot, you can make a cup of coffee. But if you're lukewarm, guess what he said in verse 16? Yeah, he said, so then because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will what? I will spew you out of my mouth. Spew you out of my mouth mean you make me sick. That's what I need you to guard against. You making God sick. Because we are so indifferent and lukewarm. Devolved into cynicism. Because we keep looking around. And watching what the devil is doing and not saying something, not stirring up ourselves. God is looking for a few people, remnants, to keep themselves stood up. Are you with me? What do you do? Keep yourself what? Stood up. I think there is a there is a term they use hype. Right, right? Remain hype. Hype. You know, I'm trying to use, you know, I'm not used to using these terms. But I think that's what it means, right? Yeah, you got to be, you got to remain hyped. <laughs> you got to remain what? 
hyped. You got to stir up your faith, amen. Stay on fire. Keep doing what you're doing. Push your way through. Amen. Ah, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. One individual said to me, Pastor, why, why can't God just take it away? Why can't God, have you ever thought about that? Why can't God just take away the plague, the coronavirus? Why can't God take it away? First of all, God had nothing to do with it coming. Amen. God had nothing to do with it coming. I told the person my answer is twofold. I wouldn't be able to give all the response today. But my answer is twofold. Jesus told us that would happen in the last days. He said in the last days. He said, he said in the world you shall have tribulation. Amen. Tribulation in the world. And he's talking about the world system. The world is the system that functions in the earth. It's not talking about the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But there is a system that's designed by the devil. Amen. Are you with me? The designed to bring pain on people. He'll bring pain on save, on the unsaved and the save. The devil is not loyal. He will kill even those who are worshiping him. The world... And tribulation, it comes from a root word. It means to crush and squeeze. I think that's John 16, 33. It's to crush and squeeze. And that's the way. That's what you feel now. You feel like there's a crushing. There's a squeezing. And you ask, what's going on? The devil. The devil, he's trying to shut our mouth. He's trying to get the church quiet. Because he knows the power of words. Are you with me? He knows the power of words and sense. I'm asking you, I'm begging you, refuse to blend into what's going on. Fight it. I fight it. Wake up and shake yourself and I will not be infected by what's going on. I will not remain quiet. Think. Oh, glory be to Jesus. But he said what? He said, he said, in the world you will have tribulation, but what? Be of good cheer. I have what? Overcome the world. <laughs> oh, good cheer here means be courageous. Be of good comfort. I have overcome. I've conquered. I've subdued. I have prevailed. The world. The established system set by the devil. I preached a message two weeks ago. And that is toughen up. And that's what God is saying to us who are now going through this pandemic. You need to toughen up. We need to toughen up and stop complaining like Jeremiah did. Toughen up and start contending with the horses. The time is coming when God is going to depend on you I, you and I to contend with the horses. And I'm using a metaphoric expression here. There are going to be certain problems coming down the road that you and I must be able to deal with. I said the last time, the pandemic is just a foot soldier problem. Are you with me? It's a foot soldier. Since we have a promise of protection. We have a promise of what? Protection. A promise of, what is going on? We have a promise of protection, so we got to talk like we are protected. 
I know some of you are not talking, but you're watching CNN. You're watching CNN real hard, Fox real hard, MSNBC real hard. I have, I have no problem with that at all. No problem. I'm saying after you do, please get in the word. Do like me. Watch to know what to pray about. Watch and pray. Yeah, that's it. Watch and pray. So I watch. I write down what they say, and I go to that prayer. And I say, No, in the name of Jesus, the devil is a liar. Since I'm a remnant, how many remnants we have in here? That's what we do. That's what we do. We don't sit back and let the devil railroad us. Our community. Glory to God. Can you give me five more minutes? Five more minutes? Please give me five more minutes. Let me show that to you. Let me show you the promise of protection we have. Can you go to Psalms 91 quickly? I'm going to show you something right here quickly. I have never dealt with it that way before, but let me show that to you. Psalms 91 verse 5 and 6. Psalms 91 verse 5 and 6 says, You shall not be afraid for, for the, the terror by night. Nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. The word terror here means it denotes a variety of types of fears. Fears brought about by life's challenges. Are you with me? He said, You shall not be afraid of the terror, the fears that's coming. From the north, south, east, west, up, down, center. The word pestilence, very interesting word. The word pestilence means plague. Like the coronavirus. What did he say about the plague? No, you shall not be afraid of the pestilence. The plague that walketh in what? It walketh in darkness. Can you see the coronavirus? No, 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 no. But God can. Are you with me? God can. Amen. So we said the, uh, uh, the, um, the pestilence is the plague. Now notice what the verse doesn't say. I'm going to show you what the verse doesn't say. It doesn't say there won't be any terrors or arrows. It didn't say that. It just said you will not be, you should not be afraid of it. It didn't say we won't have any battles. It didn't say that. But it is promising us protection and victory in the midst of our battles. Now let me show you what I've never seen when I read this text. Notice the word night, day, darkness, noonday. And what it's telling us here is that our God never sleeps or slumbered. <laughs> you remember? Two, two Sundays ago I preached Psalms 121. God never sleeps, nor slumbers. He doesn't sleep. It doesn't matter what time. Daytime, noontime, nighttime, morning time. He never sleeps, nor slumber. That is why you and I should not be afraid. The, the word slumber here means weary, tired, drowsy. He doesn't get drowsy, let alone fall asleep. He does not fall asleep on the job. He protects us all the time. Around the clock. We cannot, we can, we, we, we can work in peace, sleep in peace, for God is on God. Let me ask you, if you are frightful going to be don't. Because two of you will be up, you and God. 
He would prefer you have a, to you have a good rest. It is going to be all right. He's up already anyhow. And let me end with this verse right here. Psalms 121 verse 3 and 4. Psalms 121 verse 3 and 4. Psalms 121 verse 3 and 4 says, He will not suffer your foot to be moved. <laughs> he that keepeth thee will not what? It's right here. God who keeps the word keep me to hedge about. It means to watch God over. It means to protect. The God who keeps you will not get drowsy. It drowsy. And he doesn't need what? He doesn't need coffee. I need coffee, not to be drowsy. Verse, five, verse 4 reads, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor You've heard he's a keeper. He's a protector. Brothers and sisters, God is reaching out to us who are here today in this building. And those of you who are looking as a remnant few, it is time to step up. Amen? Time to step up and speak like Caleb and Joshua spoke. Speak the truth of God's word. Speak the truth of God's word over your body, over your family over your situation at work and brothers and sisters let's be nice to one another amen, amen. let's be nice to one another there is enough happening out there already you got the devil out there trying to kill people demons out there trying to kill people amen, amen. you got the coronavirus trying to kill people don't add to that list amen. are you getting what i'm saying saints let us be nice to one another. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. Be kind to one another. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Let us, take, let us take it easy on one another. If you're a supervisor out there and you're harassing your employees, stop it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Stop it. Don't be a two-legged devil. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Work with people and love people. It is hard enough out there. It is hard. I saw people breathing hard. Just to breathe is hard. Let alone to bring problems upon problems on people. And you ask, how do I know? If I'm a two-legged devil, I'll tell you. If you have somebody at the house praying, Lord, remember Jack, my supervisor. Because of what he's doing, you know. If you have somebody at the house crying, calling your name. When you walk in the office, if everybody's quiet, all of a sudden. The Bible says, when the righteous is in authority. Well, let me give it to you right here. Because I know, I brought, are you with me, saints? It is, we are going through some tough times. Are you with me? Amen. Start saying, hi, how are you doing? Slacking up a bit. Amen. Get loose. Psalms 42 verse 5. Psalms 42 verse 5. It's, sorry, not, not, that's, not, that's not the text I wanted. Sorry about that. I'll get it though. I'll get it. Proverbs 29.2. And I'm done. Proverbs 29.2. You got it? When the righteous are in authority, the people what? Rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, 
The people what? If you are supervisor and people are mourning, you are two de two legged devil. You need to change. You're supervisor because God bless you. Well, some of you don't agree, but that's okay. That's okay because we are going through some tough times. Are you with me? You cannot add to people's problems. Amen. We got to make it light. Tell your neighbor I'm going to be nice. If you're looking, say I'm going to be nice. Yes, say I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice to my friends, nice to my spouse, nice to my kids. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. I'm going to be nice. 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 Like Joseph. I'm going to be nice. Like Joseph. You remember Joseph? The Bible said Joseph. Knowing that Mary was pregnant, he had two choices. Get her stoned or divorce her privately. That was his right. And the Bible says being a just man. Just means decent, kind, loving. A just man. He knows that she was pregnant because he kept looking at her stomach. And he's, he's growing and he's saying, there is bread in the oven and it's not mine. I have a choice. I can take revenge. Or I can let her off the hook. Are you getting me? We got to stop saying, you know what You know what we say? When it's the law, it's the law until it's you and your family. Yeah, when it, when it hits home, it's no longer the law. Lord have mercy, I need grace. Yeah. yeah. Be like Joseph, the man was. You got, you got to see this right here. Matthew chapter 1, somewhere down 18, 19, it says adjust. You got to see it. It says here. Uh, yes, then Joseph, her husband, being what? A just means righteous, good, kind, decent man. Not willing to make a what? Lord have mercy, embarrass her. They had, the law says you are to drag her in front of everybody and stone her to death. That's the law. And you know what? People, people who are full of jealousy and revenge, they said kill her. That's what the ordinary man would do. Yeah. The ordinary man, because his ego, his ego is hurt. So he wants to get, yes, yes. Yeah. But the Bible says, the Bible, he was minded to put her away, how? Privately. Leave her alone. Let her live her life. Oh God, I give you praise. And the Bible says in verse 20, let's see what God did. When God saw this man's decency, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared. You see who angels appear to? People who are nice yeah. and decent uh -huh. and want to help people. The Bible is, the Bible is, the Bible is the bomb. Can I say that? The best book there is. It'll open up to you if you are honest and true and pure. If you want the truth, not looking for something, but just looking for God. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Be nice. Let's be nice and kind. Amen. Somebody give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a good example. A just man. God is looking for remnants to be just. 
remnants who will stand up and fight and speak his word hallelujah will you be one will you be one today hallelujah glory be to jesus god we bless your name we bless your name we bless your name we mark can you just lift your hands and thank god can you just say thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah i will yet praise him i will yet magnify his name i will yet glorify his name i will yet give him thanks hallelujah glory be to jesus hallelujah glory be to jesus hallelujah oh god we bless your name we bless your name we bless your name hallelujah let me tell you how i know things are really rough out there i was in the office this week just looking at every 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 pantry I look at all the documents after every pantry serving and I saw the amount of families served was north, was north of 300 families 300 families served I mean more than that right more than that and I looked at the and I said oh my god what's happening out there that's what I'm saying it's difficult out there and this is why God is counting on you and I to make a difference. Amen? You're going to make a difference? Yes, sir. Father, we thank you. If you're looking today and you're not saved, today's a good day to be saved. A good day to be saved. A good day to become just. Not because you deserve it, but because God is so good. If you want to move from darkness to light and be considered a just person by God, to, to spread light, today's the day of salvation. If you're not saved, Glory be to Jesus. You need a savior. That's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you're not saved, you pray this prayer with me. And say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to be the propitiation for my sins. Today, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I recognize that I'm a sinner and I cannot save myself. And so I make the choice today to accept him as my Lord. Today, I say, Jesus, you are my Lord. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed this prayer, send us a note at iogmtally at gmail.com. iogmtally at gmail.com. Like many of you have done, we'll pray with you. Amen, call you and bless you. Come on, somebody, let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's get ready to worship the Lord with our givings. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Are we ready? Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. After three, let's recite our giving proclamation. Two, three. Father, I thank and worship you with my tithes and offerings. It is the first fruits of what you have given me. I speak your word over my finances today. I claim the windows of And thank you that the doors of opportunity are opening for me and my family now. I give, therefore I will always have all sufficiency in all things. I have the favor of God and men, power, ability, and influence available to help me. According to Luke 6.38, because I give, 
men will give to me good measure pressed down shaken together running over into my bosom because we give tithes and offerings we believe we receive jobs better jobs raises bonuses benefits sales and commissions settlements estates and inheritances interest and income checks in the mail lost money found bills paid off debts demolished royalties received thank you father my every need is supplied according to the riches in glory by christ jesus And I stand in agreement with your word. He'll not destroy my land. He'll not destroy my blessing. He'll not destroy my crop in the field. Thank you that heaven's unlimited resources are mine. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.